855-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Two-tenths of a second paved Lehman's path from a small town to the big time. It's a talent that almost went unnoticed. Before Teddy Lehman became an All-American linebacker, he was a small-town high school star in Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, getting no interest from recruiters and having no idea how to create any. There weren't never any good players from my high school, really. There were mean big-time players, so it really, you know, no one knew what it took. Oh, I saw that last night late, and I was about maybe two and a half, three seconds into it before I realized that that was going to be played on the show today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. First off, I'm glad that you see something that circulates on Twitter that's about you and know that that's how we're going to open up the show tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, Thank you to Doug Miles. I appreciate that. It just makes my life so much easier. When uh, people find embarrassing things about you and just send it to me. A uh, couple of things. Chris Fowler calling you Teddy Lehman. That got me. Yeah. Teddy Lehman. Well, that, you... that was in 2003, dude. Like, you'd, you'd been playing for a few years by then. I know. That was. That's like the common thing, though. I mean, that's. Teddy Lehman. Beautiful. That's like the default, and I don't know where that comes from. Um, also, I, I know the audio quality isn't great there, but you said there weren't never any good players around here. There weren't never any good players. I'm not sure that that's what I said. I listened to it three times. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Yeah. I think um, it's almost shocking to hear how country I sound. Do I still sound like that? Uh, no, let me see. Let's let's play the you part back here. In Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, getting no interest from recruiters and having no idea how to create any. There weren't never any good players from my high school, really. There were I mean, big-time players, so it really, you know, no one knew what it took. Yeah, you sound a little bit different these days. Just a little yeah. bit, though. Not, not that much. The country, weren't country, never. Their country Dang. hasn't left you. Yeah, there weren't never Dude. any good players. It's so good. That, I that is, that is fluent, high level <laughs> hit. Right, that oh, is man. a, that is such a, uh, a finely honed dialect. Like, you're not going to find that many places in the world. Man, that's pretty impressive. There weren't never any good players. That was in 2003, and 20 years ago, we got a radio star on our hands. Miracles do yeah. happen. Dreams can happen, kids. It can happen. How Man. about it? Um, my other favorite part of that college game day interview is uh, Brent Venables at the very end of this clip. Lehman wound up here in Oklahoma not because of anything he did on the field in Fort Gibson, but because of one answer on an OU questionnaire. He asked for his time in the 40-yard dash. His response? Four three, Sooners coaches didn't believe it, so they invited him to their high school football camp to clock it for themselves. More often than not, uh, somebody that says they run a four three from Fort Gibson, Oklahoma, has no credibility. <laughs> but 
nailed that, didn't he? I mean, it's not wrong. It's just more often than not, if you run a 4-3 from 4 Gibson, you have no credibility. Oh, right. God, that's so funny. I mean, he's, you know, he, it wasn't correct in that instance, but for the most part, it turns out true. I have no credibility. I mean, that's really, that's really where we're at. That was funny, though. So I guess that was game day at the Alabama game, right? Yeah, 2003 before the OU-Alabama game. Yeah. Nice. uh, You had a nice little interview on there, even with your high school coach on there, which was cool to see. Alani Reed. Yeah, Coach Reed. Coach Reed was there. Awesome dude. Thanks again, Doug Miles. Well, you and I were at the same event today, the OU football coaches luncheon. Uh, What was your big takeaway other than you getting outbid for uh, one of the auction prizes there? Um, big takeaway was, well, I don't know, not a whole lot, really. Well, I'll say this big takeaway is Tyler Guyton is a gigantic individual, six, seven, 325 pounds. Yep. They said he could play defensive lineman or tight end if he wanted to. He's yeah. athletic. And he said he's 325 pounds, and he looks like he's 290, like still looks really Here, lean. Here's what uh, Bedenbo said. Unlimited potential is like the first thing that he said about Guyton. Mm-hmm. Only third year as an offensive lineman. Not like third right. year at OU, like he's only been playing offensive line for three years. Only started four or five games in his career. Could play tight end or defensive line. Really matured and has gotten more committed. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is – he has, whenever you just talk about pure potential, with measurables, with athleticism, and Beanbo said this to several people, it's, he's the most talented player he's ever had. Now, what does the rest of that mean? I don't know. You know, there's, there's some guys that are less talented, but at offensive line are just so detailed they they know they're not as gifted as others so they have to be incredibly dialed in on technique and fundamentals and knowledge of of what you're doing in, in the scheme and really watching film and learning the players that you're going up against and you know making up for it with that and with you know just a tough dirty mentality i offensive line is you know, at the college level, anyways, it's probably one of the one of the few spots on the field where uh, you can be a really good player and not be like overly talented. Uh, if you are consistent, if you are tough, if you're strong, if you understand what you're doing learn the technique, learn the fundamentals, you can be a really good player. Is that a fair um, summarization of the 2000 offensive line? Played with the right technique. I mean, not overly talented, but those guys were absolutely good enough against everyone they played. Any, uh, any of those guys know. play in the league? Um, and I'm not trying to disrespect them by, by any stretch. I'm just, yeah. you know, those weren't first-round, second-round draft picks that they right. had Right, I think. I think Scott Kempenick, left tackle, played a little bit in the league. You know, Frank Romero was an excellent, excellent tackle. But he was, you know, he was a small guy. Like, when he showed up to OU, I think he was like 240 pounds. So, he put on a lot of weight. Um, I don't, 
Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I, I do. I think that that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I don't know if this is my biggest takeaway. It was just, um, oh, yeah, okay, I've, I've heard this a lot. Brent Venables, the last time we heard from him, said competitive depth quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, we heard it firsthand today, did we not? Lebby said sure. it. I think Ted Roof said it as well. Bill Biedenboe, I'm pretty sure, said it as well. Um, competitive depth from all three coaches today. And I believe all three said the same thing as Brent two weeks ago. They are in a much better spot than they were a year ago at this time. Yeah. So that's pretty consistent from the four coaches we've heard from recently. Well, and, you know, they've addressed a lot of those needs. Quarterback last year was was clearly spot number one where you, you didn't have – uh, good competitive depth for a bunch of reasons, right? You, number one, roster. Number two, the guys you brought in, uh, you had to get Dylan Gabriel geared up and ready to go. So I don't, I bet those guys didn't hardly get nearly the reps that you typically would whenever you've got uh, an incumbent quarterback who's been in the system. You know, you get to training camp and to keep him fresh, you can spread some reps around. You know, I don't think they had that luxury last year. So because of that, I feel like our backup situation was even worse than maybe it should have been. Um, but, yeah, you've definitely improved there. Um, offensive line, think, you know, considering you lost what you lost, think they got back and they recruited well. They got some good young players, and they did a good job in the in the transfer portal. So uh, you feel pretty good with depth there. you got a, a good backup center. You've got – um, some guys at guard that can compete, young player that, that got some good reps throughout the spring, um, you know, in addition to the guys that you feel like are going to be starters. Yeah, um, wide receiver, you know, we got in, – in, it's funny, Levy said the exact same thing we were talking about yesterday. We got a lot of athleticism. We've got a lot of could be in there, but we don't have any production. But, you know, you feel like – there are several guys that could really give you a chance. And defensively, D-line, edge, um, safety, we're in a much different place than we were a year ago. Obviously, the biggest takeaway was the uh, fastball that was thrown to Jeff Lebby in the fan Q&A uh, session of the event today. Uh, yeah, this question's for Jeff Lebby. Are you going to score against Texas this year? Which I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Been going to this event for several years and never heard a question like that. And, hey, to Jeff Lebby's credit, he was ready for it. If we don't, I probably won't be sitting here next year, is what he said. That's how he responded. Do you think that that was what a question. meant to be as a joke? And I, It didn't come off as a joke if that was the intent of the question. You think he, uh, he meant to set Lebby up to – to talk about how good they're going, their offense is going to be and how many they're going to put up against Texas? Uh, again, if that was the intent, that is not what happened. <laughs> the, the tone did not seem to me like it was supposed to be a joke. And it's hard to I joke just, when you get beat 49 nothing by your biggest rival. Let me just say that. I know. I, I guess I'm just – I find it strange. What was, what was your reaction in the moment when that question was asked? Uh, I didn't have much of a reaction, honestly. I, I was, I thought, well, it's, it's pretty harsh, but I didn't know what Levy was going to do with it. I didn't know if he was going to 
like flip it and make a funny moment out of it or or what i think he handled it about right yeah he did be he had a really he had a good comeback and was pretty short with it i just i don't know i i find it hard to believe that the intention would have been that pointed in a situation where the coaches are taking time out to come to a charity for no benefit of their own to uh, you know to, to help turn out and get people there to try and raise some money for a really good um, organization I and, and it's just the atmosphere and everything I find it hard to believe that someone would go in there meaning to create that type of uh, tension. But I could be wrong. Well, there, uh, there, there, there could have been a lot of tension. But again, credit to Jeff Levy. He, uh, <laughs> there wasn't tension after that re- response that he had. So good on him. Yeah, yeah. Heck, heck of a question though, especially in that setting. I was uh, very surprised. Also, I don't know how uh, well known this is. I, I believe it was, um, it was revealed at the ladies' clinic this past weekend, and it was again today. Brent Venables wasn't at the coaches' luncheon today. Because he is in New Orleans with his wife and family. His wife, Julie, is undergoing uh, breast cancer surgery tomorrow in New Orleans. So prayers to Julie, prayers to the entire uh, Venables family. Yeah. That's tough. That's, um, it's tough to deal with. That's, that's a lot. You know, it's, it's – I don't know. I just – I hope that they, they got it early and they're getting the care that they – they need and and um, hope everything turns out good. Hopefully that's it's the tough. case. Yeah, but prayers to yeah. Julie Venables, um, her family as well. That's uh, Brent's down in uh, New Orleans right now, and let's uh, let's hope that surgery tomorrow goes goes really well. Uh, okay, real quick before we hit a break, something else that caught my ear was mm. about Connor Near from Ted yeah. Roof, and it, 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 interesting point. Like he's a guy that has accomplished a lot at, what, the FCS level, I guess it is, two-time All-American, won a national championship before, saying, yeah, he's a guy that has a chip on his shoulder, wants to prove that he can play at a place like Oklahoma. And then Roof said when he walked into the room, the other guy's eyebrows went up like, okay, yeah, we got we got some competition yeah. here for a spot. All, all right. Yeah, well, I feel like maybe that that can be interpreted – a couple of different ways. I think whenever you say we're um, we're signing a guy from a D2 school, I think maybe the expectation is that a you know a 5'10", five, five, 205 pounder is going to walk through the door. That's not the case. And I think maybe the other part of it is, um, oh, they're getting an experienced linebacker who's played a lot of football and expecting him to come in here and push for a starting position and and fight and get reps and uh, it's one thing to beat out another rookie or freshman or youngster that doesn't know what they're doing a lot of talent a lot of athleticism but can't get lined up doesn't know the call doesn't you know can't make the checks it's another thing whenever you've got a guy that's got a lot of experience that's played a bunch of football that is going to be able to pick it up really quickly 
I mean, that's a that's a totally different game changer, and it shows that the the staff is serious about getting some getting better play, more consistent play out of that position. Yeah, so good to hear about Connor Near. There, there was a lot of things um, that they said today that was interesting, and we'll, we'll share those with you as the show goes on. Also, we'll keep you updated on. I, it sounds like it's going to happen that Colorado's going to be a member of the Big 12 by the time Woo! we get out of here today. We'll see who else is coming along with them. We'll see if Florida State's at a new conference soon as well. So wow. rumors out there with that one too. Wow. Rumors swirling. All it takes is one to jump ship, then everyone else gets pretty antsy. They don't want to be left, uh, you know, with no dancing partner. All right. Quick timeout. Hanging out at Westwood today. Course is in fantastic shape. we got the putting green practice green out here people warming up on the uh the driving range like i said course looks beautiful out there and uh, we also got the pool up and running uh, if you haven't been out since they uh you know remodeled it's awesome bunch of new big slides for the kiddos they got a little splash area for the really young kids plus all the old high dives that everyone remembers from uh from the old days all right quick time out we'll be back the word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network, and worldwide on the KREF app. Do you have a burning desire to drive excellence? Well, the way to perfect excellence is a new 2023 Buick from Dorsey Jones in El Reno. The all-new 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to $5,500 off the MSRP. Wouldn't that be a perfect way to start the day? Driving away in your favorite Buick. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81. Exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. Stop looking and start booking your game day hotel at NCED Conference Center and Hotel. We have great game day specials, classic queen bed or king bedrooms, premium king rooms, and a variety of classic and premium suites to choose from. Just click nced-hotel.com or call 405-447-9000. Enjoy the Sooners and stay at NCED Hotel, located on Highway 9, just 10 minutes east of Bowen Field. Call today to reserve your game day hotel, 405-447-9000 or online at nced-hotel.com. Hey, do you want to get rid of your reading glasses like I did? This is Mike Steele, and if you're over 40 like me and you're either farsighted or nearsighted, you need to call my guy, Dr. Bellardo. I've known him for years and totally trust him. Go check him out and see if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery from the experts at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Call today, 405-755-7700 for your free consultation or go to alcok.com. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. 
Why did I wait so long to see a retina specialist? Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart. Every year, more than 4 million pets enter shelters here in the United States. My friends at American Humane have been helping animals since 1877. The goal is to ensure that pets have a safe shelter, especially during natural disasters. Adopting a shelter pet allows shelters to help more animals awaiting care. Please consider adopting today and take some time to learn more about American Humane's other work at AmericanHumane.org. Kids, they're just different than us. They have no inhibitions, consider silverware optional, and can find fun anywhere. When kids get really sick, they're different than us too. That's why the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is introducing the Dare to Dream Project. With the largest global clinical trial for kids with blood cancer, it'll be the biggest medical advancement for little patients in history. Help transform treatment and care for kids and support all the work we do at LLS.org. One smile is great, but one smile in a community of smiles is so much better. Smile Train celebrates the cleft lip and palate community by empowering medical professionals in over 70 countries to perform essential cleft care in their local communities. Learn how Smile Train is helping the cleft lip and palate community at smiletrain.org/learn. Smile Train, changing the world one smile at a time. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet, text line 405-651-3439. Colorado, guess they're going to be meeting at the top of the hour. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like they're going to say, yep, we're going to the Big 12. So should find that out uh, officially by the end of the show. I was tagged mm. in a tweet last night that it sounds amazing. I, I guess it's really not that surprising. But if Colorado were to join the Big 12 today, they would have 15 more Big 12 wins than the University of Kansas, even after a 12-year hiatus from the conference. Colorado has 60 Big 12 wins. KU with just 45. Yeah. Hmm. Not surprising, but still kind of amazing. They've been gone for 12 years. Still 15 wins behind CU. It is. Now, here's the thing. I wonder who has the most wins between the two since Colorado left. Um, it's probably still Colorado because they had, what, two, maybe two decent years um, throughout, but they've been horrible since they left. And, and before they left, they were. They were really bad before they left the Big 12. Really yeah. bad. Up until about, what, oh, five or six, they were. Pretty daggum competitive through the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, so 01, they were in the conference championship, 02, 04, and 05. So that's four out of five years right there. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think that they played in another Big 12 championship after that. 06, no, 07, no, 08, no. Like that was kind of um, Nebraska had a little small run after that. Then Missouri got good, and then Colorado just kind of stunk, and then they ended up leaving. 
Well, the problem for Colorado in, you know, the late 90s and early two, like the really early 2000s was how good Kansas State and Nebraska were. Sure. I mean, they had to play both Kansas State and Nebraska really at the absolute pinnacle of both of those <laughs> those programs. And still, history. I mean, Nebraska was going downhill um, after the 01 season, but Kansas State was still pretty good in a, in a couple of those years, yeah. and Colorado still won the North four out of five years, man. In fact, um, kind of the really the, the the day that Nebraska football died, or of what we know it now. May have ended in Boulder, Colorado, when Nebraska won like what seventy to thirty-five. They yeah. beat him down in 01. Now, Nebraska still played in the national championship, but Colorado gave served them up a loss that I don't know if they've recovered from since. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see where where everything falls. Um, you know, whenever there's a couple of things that happen, so Colorado has jumped, which gets everyone a little bit antsy about whether or not they should make a move, but also schools that aren't going to move but know that people think they are or want to, specifically Florida State, it puts you in a much better negotiating position. Leverage opportunity here is what you think? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that's what it is, but it does offer that opportunity. Um, by the way, Colorado's tenure in the Pac-12 will officially be 12 years, and here's what they accomplished. One legitimate bowl game appearance. I guess they're right. not counting the COVID season when they only played like six games and made it to the Alamo Bowl. One legitimate mm-hmm. bowl game appearance, ranked last in the Pac-12 South eight times and averaged four wins per year. Dude, they were in the conference just 12 years. They finished last in their division eight times. However, they are moving back to the conference they came from, and they are getting a full share like everyone else. Wow. Full share. Colorado is a huge winner. Huge winner today. Yeah, full share, and um, they're moving back at the perfect time. They're moving back when Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. They're moving back whenever they, they are actually a national story. And how big of a story they're going to be after this season, we'll see. Um, you know, if they can, what would you say success for Colorado this year is? Five wins, four wins? Um, I might go four, man. Honestly, I mean, I yeah, think, I think what, four they got would Nebraska hit. Nebraska and TCU in the non-con, right? I think four might hit the over on their win total this year. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They've got one of the more difficult schedules out there. There's not a whole lot of schools that play. Um, 11 uh, Power 5 schools, and they are at least, I don't know who their other non-con game Colorado is. Colorado State, who's not very good, but, you know, Colorado's win total is three and a half, so I think four would be a successful year. Four yeah. wins and, like, you're competitive against USC and the better Pac-12 teams, yeah, for sure. Um, sure. I, to, to just turn it around to OU, I'm, I'm going to read this text from Peyton. Anyone else pissed that the Big 12 waited till we left to start bringing in teams? If we stayed in Oregon and possibly Washington join, then the Big 12 would have been a straight-up power conference potentially. Um, I'm not pissed. I'm still very happy with the decision. 
I, yeah, I'd we're still, still want, going to the best conference. I, I'd still I mean, want. I still think. I I still want SEC entertainment purposes. I still think it's what's best for OU. Like even if the Big Twelve had joined or uh, brought in Oregon and Washington before, I'd still want to be in the SEC. It's what's it's yeah. what's best for me. But it it does bring up an interesting question though, and like because when I look at the SEC move, I look at it as a forever move for this football program. Okay, that's how mm-hmm. I look at it. Well, Colorado. 12 years they spent in another league, now they're coming back. Is there any scenario whatsoever? Can you think of any scenario that could happen in the future where this move for OU isn't a forever move in the SEC and this isn't yeah. the last conference that they're a part of? And, and what are those scenarios? Uh, the scenarios are we finish last in our division eight years. We have one legitimate bowl appearance out of the 12 years. What are some average? Average four, four wins per wins. year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, if we do that for 12 years in the SEC, you're damn right. I think we'll take uh, we'll less be money to be to more competitive somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yes. But, yeah, out, out, but, outside the, but outside that, it does feel like a forever move here for uh, this football no, it program. Does, um, it does. You, it was a, uh, I don't want to say risky move to the Pac-12. It was, it was, it was a, it was a higher risk than Oklahoma to the SEC for a bunch of reasons. You know, Colorado is, it's kind of an island in a sense. It is, I mean, how far, what's the nearest major metropolitan? Salt Lake. Uh, metropolitan area to to Denver, Salt Lake, right? Salt Salt Lake or to Phoenix, the west, or Phoenix, maybe I, I don't know. One of those two, probably. Yeah, Salt Lake or Phoenix to the west and to the east, Kansas City, Oklahoma City, Kansas City. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're you're you've got basically six hours in every direction of nothing before you get to a major metropolitan area in Denver. So you're you're in this island area which has its own difficulties built in already, and then you jump into the Pac-12, which I don't know, maybe this isn't right, but feels like a a streaky conference where if USC's hot, the Pac-12 has something rolling. If they're not. Man, it's it's few and far between to find anyone that's really ever moved the needle. Yeah, Washington, here and there. I think Arizona had a handful of years in the early nineties. Um, Oregon here you know, recently, I, obviously. Or, but, yeah. I, but but I mean, look look at the fourteen playoff, right? Like the Pac twelve hasn't been a part of this thing since twenty sixteen. The fourteen playoff. And I feel like there's been some years where we've been trying to get a Pac-12 team in the playoff, but they haven't provided a worthy uh, a worthy candidate. 2016, last Pac-12 team in the playoff. Yep, they were there in 14 in the inaugural year with uh, Marietta, and then what Washington in 16. Yep, and what they got blanked. Who'd they get? Was it? Alabama, because uh, Alabama didn't beat them as bad as they should, so Saban said, "What, well, Kiffin? Just go to FAU. You're sidetracked right now. You're not all in. Yeah, go just go to FAU. We'll find Sark, or we'll hire Sark for the national championship game." Right. Yeah. I think I think I think Colorado to the Big Twelve is uh is really good for them. 
Oh, financially, yeah. I mean, it's it's stability, man. And the Pac-12 has no stability. They had no stability three days ago, and they definitely have no stability right now. Every, this is yeah. – it, it was just going to take one team. Now everyone's just doing what's best for them. E- everyone's saying publicly, we you know want to do the, what's best for the conference, that old line, but no way. Oregon and Washington are doing absolutely what's best for them right now. And if they have a path yeah. or a way to definitely get to the Big Ten, but – at this point, maybe even the Big 12, I think Oregon and Washington will look into that. They'll explore it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, no, I, I don't disagree with any of that at all. Um, I really I really like the setup with uh, how everything looks. How like I don't know what's going to happen with the Pac-12, but I like what the Big 12's done. I like where the SEC is. Um, the Big 10, it's weird. As far as it stretches, but um, you know they're making the right moves. Think the the landscape looks pretty good right now. Uh, let me. All right, it. we got to hit a timeout. Okay. Oh, you you want to? Yeah, yeah. Just let's l- hit it. L- let me hit a couple here, then we'll hit okay. more on the other side. Tommy says SEC hands down is the best move. Shows you how much of a buffoon the last Big Twelve commissioner was. Four oh five, Colorado wins. Bad look for the Pac twelve, but nothing lost. Big 12 is where they belong, but do they help Big 12 be powerful? More numbers, but nothing added comparatively. That's from Clay. Well, I I just I think that's the wrong way to look at things. You know, we we view it through All right. Are they going to go win a national championship for us? No, they're not, but they bring you another market. Denver's a big television market. Um, they they bring there's a, it's a school that's since it's gone to the Pac-12 has kind of disappeared, but it's it's got some cash. Bring you Dion, bring you Dion Sanders right yeah, now too. I, that's that's a big deal. There's there's not any there's five teams out there that are going to win a national championship over the next twenty years. Okay and you're not going to get any of those schools moving to the Big 12. So you got to take what you can get. And especially in this environment, I think Colorado is an absolute home run. Everyone else that's adding schools, like the Pac-12 is talking to San Diego State and UNLV, okay? Colorado, I know the record is bad over the last decade, but compared to those schools, it ain't close. So I think it's a good move. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some text messages next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call home. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships or visit FowlerAuto.com to see the Fowler Standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. That is what drives us every day. Fowler Auto Group, a proud partner of OU Athletics. Life is yours to spend. Spend it making more money. Spend it making more memories. Spend it learning a new skill. Spend it teaching an old trick. Spend it career climbing. Spend it mountain climbing. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. 
The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. Yo, that's crazy. From Norman to Lawton, Clinton, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and beyond. That's a lot of potatoes. And when you're away, never miss a second with a KREF app. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all. Search KREF in the App Store on your favorite device. All the Sooner coverage you want, when you need it, with the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Dove Schools is looking for a math teacher to teach math at secondary school. Candidates must have a bachelor's degree in math or math education and one year of experience as a math teacher at middle or the high school level. The job is in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. If interested in this opportunity, mail your resume to Dove Schools, Inc., 9212 North Kelly Avenue, Suite 100, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73131. Attention HR. Refer to add hashtag RZ. Tyler McComas here, and if you're like me and you love to bowl, Sooner Bowling Center has made it even easier for you and your family to bowl. Visit SoonerBowl.com and skip the line to make online reservations. You can reserve your lanes, book a group party, or birthday party all by just visiting them online. With great food from the Spare Time Grill, bowling, and the newest patio in town, Sooner Bowling Center is great for the entire family. 550 24th Avenue Northwest or visit SoonerBowl.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. Somewhere, there's a river rushing through the woods while someone rushes through their day. There's a mountain looking up at the sky while someone looks down at their phone. A trail waiting to be walked while someone waits for a latte. This world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver, and I dedicate a lot of my time going fast. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Knipple Meyer, Chevrolet text line. Prayers for Julie Venables. Cancer blanking sucks. I will uh, definitely retweet that one. This is a, on that, this is a really cool idea. Someone says that we uh, should pink out the crowd for the Arkansas State game to support Julie Venables. Now, there was a situation, something similar happened a few years ago and Butch Jones is at Arkansas State now I think maybe the coach before Butch at Arkansas State like I think his wife had breast cancer and they played a road game at Georgia and I want to say a lot of Georgia fans or maybe dang near all of them wore pink t-shirts for that game in Athens 
That's cool. And it was a big deal. So I don't know how hard that would be to get 87,000 people to wear pink T-shirts, but I, that, would be, that would potentially be a really cool story to show support for Brent, for Julie, and that family. That would be awesome. Is it your Reba T-shirt pink or is it yellow? Uh, it is a cut-off yellow T-shirt, but thank you for asking about my <laughs> Reba T-shirt that I bought in Vegas I was wondering if you had a pink ago. one in your, in your closet no, somewhere. No, it is. I, um, that is actually a really good idea. It's like highlighter yellow. It's got her um, face on the front and Reba in cursive on the back mm. in red lettering. Nice. All right, think what we else can, we got on the text think line? We, think we can get that started, the, the pink out? Yeah, I do. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, Blue Whale Sooner says, quote, he's really exceeding expectations, Levy said. At some point, that young man is going to be the face of our program, and everybody in this room and Sooner Nation is going to be dang proud of him. Coach Levy. Blue Whale Sooner says, sounds like there may be a QB battle sooner than we think. But then in parentheses, this is me stirring the pot today. Yeah, we, we heard well, that. Well, Toby kind of asked the question in that manner. He said, you know, I, I know Dylan Gabriel, it's, it's his offense and his job, but you got a hot shot, five-star backup quarterback. Yep. What, if any type of it's a great question. competition or – Thanks for the uh, like, quote, Toby. Appreciate that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't dismiss that there's some type of competition there. I, I think that it is – the kid, everyone will tell you. You don't have, you don't have to be any type of uh, expert or um, pro personnel guy to see that Jackson Arnold is more talented than Dylan Gabriel. But Dylan Gabriel has the trump card right now with the experience, game reps, snaps – consistency he's got a big track record you know what you're going to get we know the baseline we hope it's better and i think he can play better but you know what you're going to get and there's a lot of security in that as a coaching staff i you don't want to you don't want to mess with that especially not too early (laughs) you know i mean so but I, I will not dismiss that Jackson Arnold could absolutely go in there, blow the coach's socks off in training camp, earn opportunities, and with some exciting, productive play out on the field, you know, end up surpassing. I, I Doors open for that, in my opinion. Um, here's more to the story of that Arkansas State, uh, Georgia thing I was talking about from someone from the state of Georgia texted. Yes, that was Coach Blake Anderson at Arkansas State. His wife died from breast cancer. Okay. Mm. Wife died from mm. breast cancer. They go play at Georgia, and they pinked out the stadium. That's, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, cool. a, a couple of other quotes from today. I, Bill Biedenboe's ready for a head coaching job, I can tell you that much. He, uh, he aced this one. Some kid asked him uh, who the toughest opponent is this year on the schedule. He talked for about 60 seconds. And then he said, well, you know, but they're all tough. And didn't give an actual answer. I'm like, that's some nice coach speak there, Biedenboe. Nice job. Well, we proved what he said was, you know, with the transfer portal anymore and NIL stuff, teams are able to get way better, way quicker than they ever have. 
And any team doesn't really matter who they are with a couple of right additions through the transfer portal and good coaching, good preparation, they can show up and beat you. You can lose to anyone. And we proved that correct last year. We did exactly that. Unfortunately. Right? Yes, yes. So he he did not mention one opponent that was the toughest. That was that was nice. Right. How would you have answered the the question? Um I think toughest is also the most important game. It's it's the Texas game. Hmm. I would have either said that or uh, Arkansas State, first one. <laughs> Who's the second toughest opponent? There's the real question. Tulsa? No, is it SMU? SMU, and then the third is Tulsa, and then you just keep rattling oh, them off okay, after yeah. that. Yeah, TCU, that'll be the easiest game we play. That's the last game of the year. Seriously, <laughs> who's the second toughest opponent on the schedule? One's Texas, who's two? Has to be on the schedule. Um, I think that – I think we have some really sneaky, tough games early. I think at Cincinnati – is is way tougher than it's presented for a bunch of reasons. It's going to be a new environment. It's going to be a wild atmosphere or as wild as it can get. They are actually pretty salty across the defensive line. There's still some hangover uh, really good players at that place. You know, that's a college football playoff team recently. I mean, that says a lot more than anyone else in the rest of the, the Big 12, save – uh, uh, TCU, so I think that's going to be in where it sits, and you know they've been where did, where were they picked like ninth something like that in the conference? Yeah, that um, may be right. So I, I just I don't know. I've, it's one of those games that I fear because you're going on the road. I don't know how much preseason attention that that game is going to get with the players. You know, they're, they're looking at them as a non-Power 5 team that's joined the Big 12. It's like, yeah, they're good, but, you know, I think that's kind of a dangerous game. And I, I still think Iowa State's incredibly dangerous. I was going to say, where it's uh, located. number two, I, I don't think they're going to be the second-best team that they play this year, but this is a question about the second-toughest game. You know, whatever the best shot that Oklahoma State has in Stillwater, both from the team and the fans, yeah, you, you will be mm-hmm. getting it that day. So that'd probably be number two for me. And right now, we've talked about this recently. I'm trending back poor, uh, towards Texas Christian University. I yeah, man. I just I, my hope is just by that time of the year, you get the best version of OU, and and we could be right about TCU, but you're at a level at that point where you're playing for something meaningful, and and, and you handle those guys at home. But but I, I guess the same could be said for them, right? They've got some question marks, and they've got to replace some players, but maybe they've done that by the end of November. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Have we ever played three religious schools in a year? Southern Methodist, Texas Christian, and Brigham Young? Well, you played TCU and Baylor in the same year. Does Baylor count as one? Uh, Baylor's a Baptist school, right? Okay, well, then that's four. Well, you don't play. We've hit. You don't play Baylor this year. Oh yeah, not right. not in the regular season. Yeah. Just an interesting little side note. We're we're hitting the majority of the religions. So 
It's a nice little sweep. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will come back and wrap up our number one next. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Savings just go on and on and on at Dorsey Jones in El Reno. Be sure to check out the new 2023 GMC Sierra SLT Crew Cab 4x4. Take up to $5,000 off the MSRP plus 2.9% for 60 months for well-qualified buyers. Go to Dorsey Jones in El Reno for your summer savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. See dealer for details. The new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At In Motion, what moves you moves us. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've You've got got our our word on it. Are you in need of purchasing your own health insurance? Are you turning 65 and confused about Medicare? Are you an employer looking at offering benefits to your staff? Call the agents at Allison Insurance. They'll sort through the confusion. They're not captive to just one company, and they'll get the best option for you. Don't get frustrated. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance. They are the experts. Whether you live in or visit Norman this summer, Visit Norman wants to encourage you to eat, shop, stay, and play local. Visit Signature Custom Pool and Patio, Norman's premier patio spa, outdoor kitchen, and pool accessory destination. Let the Signature team give your pool the signature service. K&N Furniture Consignment on Main Street offers you a shopping experience like no other. They offer pre-loved furniture at a fraction of the price. Plus, you can also find fabrics, upholstery, window treatments, custom bedding, and wallpaper. Come see it for yourself at K&N Furniture Consignment. Play at Sooner Bowling Center this summer. If you are serious about fun or serious about bowling, they have you covered. Sooner Bowling Center features 24 lanes, a newly remodeled arcade, and the spare time grill. Shop local to build relationships, receive better customer experience, and get personal service. So remember, eat, shop, play, and stay this summer in Norman. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. As Oklahoma's largest diamond importer, it's our goal to choose the best and the biggest diamond for your budget. That's why we hand-select our diamonds in the diamond rooms of Antwerp. If you are getting engaged, we can create the ring of her dreams. Celebrating an anniversary or birthday, we have diamonds in all shapes and sizes for rings or necklaces, plus perfectly matched pairs for earrings. Come see us today and let us create something special. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. If you're looking to buy a new electric vehicle, 
Call Wade Electric today at 405-329-1940 to schedule a free estimate. They have extensive experience installing different types of EV systems and would be happy to get one set up for you. Get charged up by calling Wade Electric today, 405-329-1940. Westwood Family Aquatic Center is the ultimate in summer fun. Westwood features water slides, diving boards, swim lessons, and more. With a captivating toddler area and splash pad, we ensure the whole family can have a blast. Our outdoor dive-in movie nights, 21-plus adult nights, and all our exciting events are perfect for an evening of entertainment and enjoyment. Even though season passes are sold out for 2023, you can beat the heat for $8 for all-day admission and $5 for twilight. Go to Facebook to see our event lineup and westwoodpool.com for more information. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. It is The Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Cavens Group, bringing you this hour of The Rush. Emergency storm damage, emergency repairs, CavensGroup.com. They can help you out there on the call 24-7. Yeah, Baylor's Baptist. uh, Someone else texted in, TCU, Disciples of Christ. Southern Methodist would count. BYU would count as well. Uh, And then this one from the 580. You could argue that Texas counts as a cult. (laughs) A and M definitely, definitely counts as a cult. Nicely Texas done. Could as well. Nicely but a, done. But A and M will would definitely count. Uh, Cherokee sooner. I think the pieces fit for the Big Twelve to add Utah and the Arizona schools, as you would say. And again, I didn't say yeah. Arizona. I'm not ripping off of you. That's just how people text it in now. Yeah. I guess we do know, uh, we've seen Colorado here before, so we do know that they fit. Um, it, I don't know, it is, um, I think there may take a little bit of getting used to with some of the new schools, and I think once we see it and we're able to kind of step back from it, because right now it's just weird, what our schedule looks like is, it's such a shock to the system. But, like, when we're gone and we're in the SEC and we look back at it, I think it's all going to make a lot more sense. So, yeah, I, I love that, and I love the, the tool reference. More of those, please. Uh, Notre Dame uh, is also on the text line, correct? Yes, they got the Catholics yeah. there. I, I just found this one, and I love it, from the 918. If we were only playing Notre Dame and USC this year, we could also cover the Catholics and the Church of Satan. Uh, man nice that is amazing um er, early submission for uh for text of the day uh we'll talk about this more next hour but some uh cruton news david stone made an announcement on when he's going to make his announcement august 26th for david stone his first game of the year at img this season williams winery thought to be on august 7th so in the month of August, sounds like we're going to find out about the two five-star defensive linemen. 
Yeah. He actually had an announcement last night that he was going to make an announcement today of when he's going to make his final yeah. announcement. And, and, and really, I, I knew how big of a recruitment this was. I found out really how big it was when you texted me about his announcement last night. It was like, dang. Even Teddy's curious about the announcement he's going to make tomorrow. This must be a big deal. Yeah, well, I don't know. I had just I thought it was interesting there, but I don't know. I It is big, and he's a player that and we talked about this yesterday. Someone said, is it worth all the mess? Well, yes, it's absolutely worth all the mess. Is it annoying? 1,000% it's annoying, but you got to deal with it. All right. Quick timeout, hour number two, The Rush, coming up next here from Westwood.